There's many reasons people enter the crypto space. Some are fascinated by blockchain technology. Some love the Web3 aspect of play and earn NFTs and the metaverse. Others are entranced by a new way of decentralized finance. And of course, there are the Bitcoin purists. Today's guest is in blockchain for what we at the Republic of Bad Cryptopia would label the right reasons. Passionate about the power of the immutable ledger and how it helps secure our inalienable rights, Chairman Elijah Baudray has been talking the talk and walking the walk for many years. You'll love his enthusiasm for the space, which is much needed during a bear market. Grab some marshmallows and join us around the fire pit for a great conversation and a little bit of saying the quiet parts aloud on episode number 657 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? those of you watching the video version of this podcast on YouTube, a rumble or odyssey sign language brought to you courtesy of Sir Lord Travis Wright. Hello, good sir. Hello. About to talk like this? No. <laughs> if I do sign language, I thought I was supposed to be deaf. I don't know. I mean, I'm there's sorry. people that do sign language for the deaf. That's that true. They don't actually have to be. Well, deaf, but... luckily the deaf people are not offended. Because they couldn't hear it. Because they didn't hear it. <laughs> uh, that's Sir Lord Travis Wright. I'm Sir Lord Joel Tom. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast. Uh, yeah. 657. And, uh, and we're glad you're here. This is going to be a great show. I don't know why we're being silly when we have um, the guest that we have on. He's a pretty serious guy doing pretty serious stuff for Miami. Here we are being silly. Well, that's because uh, we, are... we felt the urge to be silly, but I apologize in advance because uh, this guy's really good. Uh, we don't apologize for being silly. It's baked into the no, notes. no, no. It says it says in the Constitution, in the First Amendment, no hate speech and uh-huh. no misinformation. It's right there, Article Subdirectory Two Three, Paragraph Four says that or something. Well, there's nothing but love in this interview with Chairman Baudray. Let's get to it. It was once said that we need an immutable ledger for inalienable rights. Trav, do you know who said that? Uh, I do know who said that because we we have notes that we go over before the show, and so we learn the things and we talk about stuff. Uh, and so we do a little pre-show. We have a little pre-show with the guest, and then we come in, and then we know exactly what. I figure you'd come in and you know be like, <laughs> uh, let's say Yi Ping, Karl Marx, you know. So right. no, no, okay. no, none of okay. those guys. Uh, That's what you get for assuming. So you're just assuming the wrong things today. I'm perpetually making an ass out of myself, and <laughs> intend to do so more today, right in front of the originator of that quote, who has also said to us that blockchain is his life. His name is Elijah. Baudray, but uh, he is the chairman, get this, and that's what we're going to refer to him uh, going forward. He is with the Miami-Dade County Cryptocurrency Tax Force, Task Force, there we go, not the Tax Force, the Task Force, he is the chairman of that. He's got all kinds of interesting things to tell us about what's happening in Florida, especially in Miami, one of the most forward-looking and thinking blockchain cities. Mr. Elijah, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Baudray, all three of you, welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Thank you very much. I'm very excited, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I hope you're just as excited when we're done. That's, you know, if we can, <laughs> when, you know, our, our uh, exit interview, you know, after the show, we're like, are you glad you came? And, you know, you're already off screen, you've dropped the mic, and you're done, then, then we know for sure how we've done. Uh, we're so- still waiting for somebody to say they enjoyed coming on the show after, like, it's five and a half years. Somebody eventually is going to enjoy coming on the show. Yeah, we're going to keep doing the show until somebody says they have. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you got if, if it's about the blockchain, then uh, you already got me. You've come to the right place, good sir. Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of the Reader's Digest version, and we'll get into all the blockchain goodness. 
Yes, yes. Well, um, I'm Elijah John Vaudre, or uh, Chairman Vaudre uh, of the Miami-Dade County uh, Cryptocurrency Task Force, uh, originally from Long Beach, California. Um, but actually, I spent um, my early career was in finance, uh, working doing hedge fund private equity sales uh, in New York for J.P. Morgan until '09, um, when there was a little thing called the uh, global financial uh, crisis um, that washed me out, and um, I moved to China. I did a study abroad prior to going to work and those connections there uh, after my layoff from working on 609 in New York, uh, got an opportunity to start a business, actually a joint venture, one of the largest um, kind of entertainment and uh, logistics uh, entities in China and uh, with my own company. And it was there um, 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 doing sourcing. So I've sourced over 1,200 different products from China, uh, lived there nine years, uh, speak Mandarin, and um, been in probably 40 cities in China, done business in 11 countries. Um, you know, um, I made my first million dollars when I was 24 uh, in China under my company. Um, but then it was 2012 when uh, a client reached out to me, a friend of a friend, and said that they wanted to do a transaction. They wanted to source something from China, but they had a peculiar caveat. They didn't want to use dollars or money. Well, they said, and I'm thinking, okay, money, uh, you want to use Singaporean dollars, maybe you want to use you know, Swiss francs, like what, what is, what's the, the unit? It's fine. Come to find out, they didn't want to use any fiat currency, um, period. They wanted to use the internet protocol called Bitcoin. And in 2012, I had never heard of it before. I was living in China, um, um, making a lot of money, having a lot of fun. Uh, um, but um, I... I was, kind of, I was skeptical, like everyone. I was like, what, is, what do you mean you want to pay with? Internet coins? Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's untraceable. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. Um, but I took it to my partner, and um, um, he was like, hey, you know what? You should look into this. Um, this is the, the future. It's the, the, you know, decentralized, peer-to-peer cash. And I'm like, ah, okay, we'll use it for trade settling. And then I actually did that for quite a while, uh, make the money off it. But it was, it was in the early days, it was um, very analog. Uh, I had to actually receive, I had like eight accounts. Um, when I first met Bitcoin, it was 85 cents. Eight when you first met Bitcoin, is that what you said? Yes. When, I, when we first met, by the way, it's not internet coins. It's magical. Internet, internet. money. Yeah. 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 Do go on. Uh, <laughs> so so, so um, and, and uh, um, I'm trying to keep this concise uh, as possible. I don't want to. Get too long-winded but um but i i think it's an interesting story uh um being there on the early days seeing all the you know how it was graphic i had to actually take these coins and then i had to actually find someone to trade with peer-to-peer literally and um you know um the only people who really traded was the 24-hour arcades uh, and they had some you know they had gambling in the back in the back room they you go in there you can play taking tag at 4 a.m you know or uh, dynasty warriors you know but then in the back they're playing mahjong Big stacks of money, you know, cigarettes, noodles, uh, and uh, um, um, then this this you know guy comes in from America, say, hey, I've got my computer and I got these internet coins, and so trade me your big stack, all this money you guys are gambling, trade me for these internet coins, you know, uh, at the end of the night, and um, I did that for like a year, actually, you know, making this trade happen, and um, um, you know, um, then we uh, we we stopped doing that. I actually um. Ended up moving to Hong Kong and got married and started another business. We opened an office in Hong Kong and our business was expanding. And uh, I had a friend of mine approach me and say, hey, um, he said he was doing cross-border um, cross border Bitcoin arbitrage. Um, and you want to go into business with me? I'm making an exchange. And I was like, well, what's the name of the exchange? He was like, uh, you know, BitMEX. And I was like, oh, it's Mexican Bitcoin? And he was like, no, not Mexican Bitcoin. It's like mercantile exchange. You know, so my good friend Arthur Hayes uh, actually was there. Uh, he actually makes me one of the, you know, um, um, to uh, be one of the original investors. I didn't invest into BitMEX, but oh. I did. I did um, invest into the first my first ten coins as an investment. You know, because when I was living in when I was living on mainland China, it was just as a trade thing. I was I was getting them, and it was like hot potato. I wanted to get rid of them as fast as possible. You know, and you know, get my actual money, and 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 it just you know. Amongst the other things that I was had going on in China, when I get your actual get your actual money. Quote yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it right. Okay, yeah, I got you're right. Exactly right. So that that was my my thing back then. But um, 
he approached me to um, uh, be a part of it. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know about the cross-border exchange uh, arbitrage, but I'm up, um, how much are those coins now? He's like, 500 each. I'm like, blew my mind. You know, uh, coming from a mm-hmm. finance background, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a top graduate from Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, uh, Florida A&M, in Tallahassee's uh, School of Business and Industry, uh, worked with JP Morgan, worked with Goldman Sachs, I've done a number of different banking things. So instantly, I, I, I calculated, I was like, wow, I, I would... I would be like, uh, I would be substantially rich. You know, I'd have 30, 40 million if I, if I would have one of those deals that I did and just sat on those 10,000 Bitcoin or those, you know, 18,000 Bitcoin that I, you know, moved around, it, it, you know. So I was like, oh, you know what? Okay, I'm not- That was 89 it. cents, you said? They were 89 cents. Yeah, and now they're, now they're 500. Now, they're, when we sitting across from me, I'm like, wow. I was like, well, let me get 10, you know, and um, um, those 10 coins saved my life. Uh, that's a, I'll fast, that's a, I'll fast forward to that later, but, um, the coins, um, and from that time, actually, um, I hosted myself and him actually, Arthur Hayes and myself, we hosted the, uh, 2014, um, blockchain expo in Hong Kong, uh, actually the name of our show. So as the chairman, um, I'm, I'm the crypto chair for Dade County, um, which, um, I actually wrote the, uh, Florida's blockchain legislation. The first blockchain legislation is a house bill, uh, for virtual assets and digital currencies. Uh, and also I uh, authored the uh, legislation for our crypto uh, payment policy for Dade County and the actual resolution for the blockchain board for Dade County, uh, also authored as well. Um, uh, but even before that, from 2016 to you know, pandemic and beyond, um, there was a person that was going around talking about uh, blockchain and, and crypto that was, um, that um, um, you know, uh, help the actual uh, county mayors, city council members, um, firefighters, police, uh, other uh, public officials um, uh, download their first uh, uh, blockchain uh, wallets and sell them their first Bitcoin. Um, all the uh, quinceañeras and bar mitzvahs and cafecitos um, really sew on the ground, uh, preparing the way for Miami to be where it is today, which is the crypto capital of the world, or at least of America. Um, and there was that that one part that was me. I don't know if I said that, but that, that, that was that, that was what I was doing. Um, um, and going back into to Hong Kong, uh, I got back to America actually through a project called the Miami World Center. Um, I was involved with a project called EB5, and uh, we actually got a considerable amount of money that was uh, um, invested from Hong Kong into Miami. And uh, I came over with that project, but I was always with the blockchain. Um, mm. parts of we it's, started, it's fascinating. Uh, You've done a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You're, you're over there in China and you learned about Bitcoin. And then, so that was the pro that this new project you're talking about. That's what moved you back, back to Miami. Well, uh, um, the Miami world center, and a program called EB5, which is an investor visa for uh, like Chinese families or investors. Um, they spend a million, a half a million to a million dollars in America on a real estate project or create jobs. They're able to get a um, basically passport or for them and their entire family. So it's an investor visa program. Um, I was a big part of that um, and um, um, made some good, good coinage. But um, that's what brought me back to America. Um, but with America, I, I would still uh, evangelize for the blockchain. It, after that uh, 2014 hosting the expo, um, my partner and I, Edwin Rice, uh, who's also a family rattler alumni from a school, um, <clears throat> and he's the one who actually told me to go into crypto. Um, uh, him and his father, uh, Ed's father, were running a, uh, a prime brokerage in China. Um, so these two African-American gentlemen, father and son, um, running about $190 million of Chinese money in China. You know, people don't even understand like what, what that means. but but that's my partner, and at the time, that's what they were doing. And he was like, "Hey, yeah, that's the new finance is going to be the future." We started a company called Jim Ball, uh, and uh, um, Jim Ball's um, purpose is basically to uh, we liquefied illiquid luxury assets. So um, think of it just kind of a, a luxury digital, uh, you know, kind of pawnbroker, right? So if you got grandma's necklace that's you know ten thousand dollars, you know, or, or however much, you can't break one ruby off and go and buy a loaf of bread or something like that, right? You have to sell it all or not sell it at all. And so what we actually did was allow people to take these precious stones 
rubies, sapphires, sapphires emeralds, um, diamonds, uh, um, and we would take the custody of it. Uh, Mason and Mason with the custody. We take all the data, the insurance data, all the all the different uh, metadata. Um, you know, um, upload it, tokenize it, fractionalize it, and sell make GBC Jimball coin. And we did that for about three or four years. As a matter, so of you were validating you were validating the authenticity of these things, and then you were offering them a token in exchange. Yeah, based on because, the, uh, yep. so it's like it's sort of like validation with authentication with NFTs now. Like you know, this is real. Sometimes you don't know some of these things are real, right? You're like, is this really real? Especially when you're dealing with China. I've been to China a couple of times and I've seen those, I've seen those factories and it's like, oh, here's where they make the Gucci. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's not really Gucci, but it really sure looks like Gucci. Oh, take me to the place where they're making those Air Jordans. I want to go give a pair of them. But it is, so it's like with the, when you don't have authentication there, that creates a big challenge. And so that, that's, a, that's a really big use case, I think, for, for blockchain and NFTs. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, um, you know, I I, I love China. Yeah, I have um, some some wonderful friends, wonderful people out of there. Um, you know, China uh, as a nation is, is is has challenges like like every nation, but um, um, well, Chinese government's a little wonky, but the 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 people there, uh, the people I met are super friendly and awesome people. It just it's crazy what's going on there right now with those protests and that welding people in their homes so because we don't want you to give covid to people like this is crazy what's going on right now so all eyes are on china right now at least they should be because it's kind of a test ground i think for the some of the authoritarian craziness to see how far you can push people before they fight back and you can't be welding people in their homes to say no what the hell is that all about anyway but i digress yeah well i i it's um you know it's 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 kind of um uh for me, it's like a full circle thing, right? Uh, to you know, be American and then, uh, you know, to go to China and, um, you know, um, discover this um, phenomenon, right? Uh, to really um, realize what's happened or what's happening, right? And um, understand that we truly are peering over the precipice of the paradigm, preparing to pioneer a new path, realizing that our physical world can only be accepted as first and that our digital reality can no longer be denied at last. These tectonic transition are caused by technology's position and the prodigious potential to transform every tier in class. And so I've been entrusted this vision so that with prudent decisions, we all can be multiplied by this immutable math. That's why I, I, I as the chairman of the Miami-Dade County Cryptocurrency Task Force, I solemnly swear to always espouse to emulate the benevolent idioms of this beautiful immutable ledger to be transparent to be distributed all power to everyone over power to no one that's poetry right there that's what that's what that is i want to put some music underneath that you know that builds <laughs> yeah. and rises lots, as of, lots of alliteration and p's and t's right so uh, it was a couple of years ago that uh, mayor uh, suarez um, had declared that he wants miami to be the crypto capital of the world right have you met with him Oh yeah, uh, I was gonna say Francis Mayor Suarez. Excuse me, pardon. You can call <laughs> that, Francis. That's his name. Yeah. A good, a good friend of mine. That's a good friend of mine. Let's just uh, let's say that's a uh, good friend. We okay. Miami, Miami, oh, man. Miami is a um, uh, a very dynamic region and place. And um, you know, um, like any city, those it's people, uh, the mentality and the the the, the instincts of the people. Um, are really the basis uh, that has allowed this to proliferate here and for Miami as a municipality to um, take the lead and be the pioneer uh, for this experiment, I guess you could say. You know, um, we're the first to accept crypto for our taxes and fees. We're the first to actually pay our employees uh, their uh, regular salaries and their, um, um, and their uh, retirement uh, benefits in crypto. And now the next phase is um, we're starting a well we're going to launch our crypto yearbook um during december 2nd um during basel because we're having our policy panel um but also the uh pilot we're having a blockchain municipal application pilot so we've got about 75 businesses that are signed up right now more than actually going to be submitting um every non-monetary 
And they all have like, some type of monetary side to it, but non does not deal with straight like payments outside of like payments or collecting fees. Um, application for municipality. So we've got things like blockchain for sewer systems, uh, blockchain for uh, traffic lights system, uh, crypto IDs. Um, you know, there's a, a host of different innovations for the, the, the DMV and different services that they use blockchain and crypto protocols, uh, NFT tickets, and there's all kinds of things that people, they basically, they have no client because maybe they want to have a government client or a municipality to have a huge test case, but no government is using any blockchain or, or crypto or pro, pro, uh, protocols at this current moment. Miami will be the first, and then this pilot program will see a great proliferation. So um, is, we that know happening, that is that happening now, Elijah? Are, are people um, able to receive paychecks choose to receive bitcoin instead of dirty fiat <laughs> yeah they, they can choose yeah exactly it's, it's so that's what i'm just make sure that we you know not a there it's not a no one is elected to take 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 100 of their check in crypto or anything like that mm -hmm. and nobody has um you know um, um well you know they if the people participating in it are people you know it's it's not you know it, uh, it hasn't been wide scaled up like there's not ten thousand employees uh, that are using it right but, right, but if I'm an employee, I can say yeah. I want uh, I want two hundred dollars in my weekly paycheck in Bitcoin per week and and crypto. Yes, in, yeah. in Bitcoin, there's, there's a couple of different options you actually can you know, Litecoin. Uh, it's a couple of ones Ethereum. I just want to convert to yes. Mm. So even the fact that crypto goes up and crypto goes down, like that would be one of my questions for accepting crypto, right? So 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 I'll go back to Trevor Lawrence, who's the quarterback for the Jags. He took his he took his signing bonus, Joel. I don't know if you know, it's a $54 million signing bonus in Bitcoin. I think it was 54. When Bitcoin was like $50,000. And so now, or it was 20, it was, he got 24 million in his signing bonus. And now it's worth about 8 million because crypto has gone down. So how does that impact you guys? Or how do you sell that to the team when you're like, okay, crypto goes up, crypto goes down. We're going to take taxes in this. But what if, you know, like Solana. I just, I don't know if you guys are accepting that or whatever. It was a big coin at one time. Now it ain't worth shit. But it's like, oh, we accepted Solana and now it's not worth much now. Like what happens in those scenarios, Elijah, when crypto goes down and you guys are taking out a municipal? Uh, well, um, that's a great question. And so the, the, that, the number one thing for us is, is that um, the government has, uh, you know, basic charge right protect the public trust right so it's 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 first protection and then incremental gain right so they're not into investments or, or funny gambling right could that that could possibly lose and, and hurt the the public right so if we collect five million dollars it needs to be five million dollars you know um it, it doesn't we the government's not really interested if it's six million dollars when we collect five we know we got six a bonus million okay that's fine but if it's supposed to be five and it's four, 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 nine, if it's one, right? If it's, if it's a million up, great, fine, that's fine. If it's one dollar off, all hell breaks loose. So, so not fine, that's, that's, not fine, <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. one dollar off, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so that's the government telling. And basically, what it is, is it's, it's handled that risk is like a credit card merchant processor, right? That risk is purchased by third party vendors who, um, who, um, take on that risk for a fee, but that fee is less than one percent. Right, where some credit cards maybe can charge two percent, three percent. All of our crypto vendors can only charge uh, under one, one under one percent um, for their fee. But that's the fee that they that they that's their um, their benefit for buying the risk of the volatility of uh, any of the particular coins. So um, um, there is no um, you know government watching person that, like employee like hey I'm the blockchain processor for the county and I right there's third parties who do blockchain right but they, it's one-to-one -one. Um, whatever they collect um, they're on as a rail as an option to increase the uh, um, um, the the, you know, the options for people to pick right? but well, it's let, not me ask so you this. let me ask you this in another way then so if somebody's paying with crypto for taxes in Miami-Dade County does that essentially are they swapping that crypto to cash immediately so you guys have this, those stable coins or is it because the, the volatility seems like it could create a problem 
No, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, um, I got dropped off when I was um uh, making this um explanation. What you're saying is exactly that dilemma is the biggest dilemma of why task force was even formed. Uh, and so the short answer is there's a third party who purchases that risk. Um, gotcha. and they're compensated with a um a, a nominal uh, fair fee that they're able to charge on those payments. But it's one to one to the county. So if somebody goes a hundred thousand, the county receives a hundred thousand. No matter if that value went up to a million, you know, the price spike, oh, wow, the county only supposed to get 100000 but now it's a million. Yeah. Not, I mean, that's fine. That third-party nice. risk provider is the one that's going to get that upside because they're the ones taking the risk. The county just wants a million dollars. They don't care if it's a million, two, million, nine hundred thousand. They need they need a million dollars, and so give those other guys a chance to ride. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what some of it was. It's, 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 you know, just you know, because I got a lot of crypto bros like yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm right with you. You know, I've been in since I, my, I've been in it since eighty nine cents. Yeah, <laughs> that's the beginning of time. That, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's about as early as as you can get there. So, you guys, the Miami Dade County Cryptocurrency Task Force, your your goal is, you know, to to get so that uh, municipalities and corporate entities will uh, use crypto for taxes and for employee paychecks. And uh, you believe that this can be a hyperbolic event that then goes, you know, uh, cross country, uh, you know, across our country to begin with. How does that happen? Are other, you know, people from various cities, leadership from other cities already meeting with you? Or are they looking at your model? Explain to me how this rolls out and where you see it rolling out first. Yes. Um, so, um, wow, just to back up, the, the short answer is yes. Um, there is a, um, I've been very blessed that uh, um, um, for a, a, a number of reasons, but particularly because, um, you know, I've been in the blockchain space uh, um, um, for a while. And uh, actually, you know, my partner and I, we actually use it. We're real, we're real blockchainers. Right? We've created, we have our, you know, our own company. We've, we have service you know, clients in Singapore and, 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 and China and Hong Kong uh, um, um, prior to coming back to America. And then beginning this political, uh, you know, um, um, foray. And, and then bringing blockchain into the political sphere. And, you know, and then now everybody's, oh, blockchain Miami. It's like, it's, it's these things have to kind of build up. Um, but one of the first things, uh, we're not the first. Miami is the premier, so definitely. But the pioneer is goes to our good friends in Wyoming, um, Cheyenne specifically. Um, we have a huge connection with our friends in Wyoming and Cheyenne. Um, uh, uh, um, huge respect for their, their all the legislatures and all the other blockchain buddies that out there. Um, in 2017, Wyoming was uh, with the, you know, led by Caitlin Long and uh, um, Senator uh, Rufus, Senator uh, uh, Liberal Representatives, um, uh, Marianne, or also um, our um, um, uh, Matt Hoffman, who's uh, the lead attorney. Um, you know, for a lot of the uh, um, Representative Ocean. Man, I had a, actually I'm trying to remember all the names, but it's, it's a lot of names. Uh, um, we go on to. Uh, uh, Wyoming and visit our friends, um, but 2017 they were the the pioneers of blockchain uh, legislation, or actually getting laws on the books for crypto. Um, they passed. They Caitlin, uh, who was a, a, a University of Wyoming uh, alum and a, a renowned Wall Street banker, um, she got into crypto early, wanted to come back and make a donation to the University of Wyoming uh, and crypto and um, um, the university was like, well, can you just give a check or give cash? We can't take this. And she's like, wait a minute. The whole reason I'm giving it is, you know, is that defeats the whole purpose. Right? If I have to convert this to fiat, that's kind of like what I'm not about. Um, mm. They, they, um, they, um, um, that triggered them getting guidance from the state of how to custody this digital asset. And that actually was the, the impetus to start the sandbox. And they got 25 pieces of legislation passed um, 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 uh, surrounding like different uh, the, the existence and uh, the peripheral uh, um, um, elements of the blockchain within you know, the municipal government and banking system, things like that. Uh, and just recently, they had another pack of laws that went through for blockchain and uh, made history with the 
the special deposit, uh, the special purpose deposit institution or speedy bank, um, and the, um, the, um, the, um, public, the, L, the public DAO, uh, where you can actually make a DAO, uh, as an, uh, uh LLC, um, which has, uh, you know, amazing implications for all kinds of things. I mean, obviously it's super, super early, uh, for, for the industry, for those things, but, but they're there. And we will look back. We will look on those as this proliferates as one of the structures and models um, for this new um, era. Um, I took a trip with it when I first became chair in September to uh, Wyoming, and we was like 13 of the representatives. And then we started something called the um, U.S. Crypto Policy Alliance, and that is like an um, alliance between uh, Cheyenne, Cheyenne and Wyoming, um, Miami and Cheyenne, um, but then also 28 other blockchain state level blockchain associations and basically our plan was kind of simple to support each other uh, legislatively um through the proliferation of legislation but also really to copy uh matt's bill for the digital you know for for, for virtual assets digital currencies the existence of blockchain and municipal structure edit it for whatever your regional parish counties however it applies to you locally but get it submitted and uh, last year we had 11 that got submitted, including mine, that went went through. And, mm. you know, th those efforts are still going on. We've had the policy panel in New York um, for the U.S. Policy Alliance with um, the uh, city. Of, so we're advising city of New York and uh, Mayor Adams and his blockchain municipal integration. Um, Jack Dorsey and Jay-Z have a Bitcoin Academy there. Um, we're also advisors for them. Also for uh, um, um, Clyde, Representative Clyde Bunnell, who started the technology committee for the State Assembly of New York, um, submitted his own cryptocurrency bill that he has that's going on right now. We're advising and, 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 and consulting with them as well, uh, including uh, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and Atlanta. Um, um, so you're consulting, with, you're consulting with a lot, with a lot of awesome people. So I want, I want to get another question because I know we're running out of time here. You got oh, a lot of words. Perfect. I was trying to figure out what I'm going to like, I got to get some question here. So it's like you're consulting with a lot of these municipalities. And as you can tell, because you, from what you just described about Wyoming, is most of these people don't really know shit about what they're, they're, they're trying to figure out. Digital assets, they don't know. They don't know what it is and how it works. And here they are now trying to create a central bank digital currency. Right. So you have these stable coins, which I think they're like, oh, man, it sure would be nice if we had an official stable coin of the U.S. dollar. Let's make it right. Which is, in my mind is very bad. So putting your consulting hat <laughs> on, somebody's coming at you and they say, hey, we should create our own, you know, Miami based central bank digital currency. Or we should create a, the, the Washington, D.C. Fed coin. Like, what do you how do you reply or you retort that? Um. Well, I have no retort or reply. I, 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 so from my position, it's um, the proliferation of blockchain in general. And that's kind of, um, it keeps it simple for us and keeps it safe for myself. My thing is that um, whether you are a proponent of crypto and blockchain or you're against it or, or, or you have some, you know, whatever you feel on it, we need to have a, uh, a body, a group, a task force, a commission, to um, to facilitate, to be able to properly, uh, and it should be of industry expert, of experts, of people who are actually understand uh, what it is and the, and the implications of it, and um, uh, so that this is not mis so that the so that the facilitation implementation is not mishandled, right? And and um, because that that is actually something you mentioned earlier that I want to allude to is that we understand very very directly that the same amazing technology that could save us all can enslave us all right. immutably if yeah. it's not handled properly and that's so scary and let, let's um you know let, let's wrap with this then because i want to look to the future um there is a lot of talk right now about central bank digital currencies, which to me is synonymous with enslavement. What do you think the governments of the world are going to do concerning their current state of fiat and converting that to digital? And where does, how does Bitcoin, you know, get away from the heavy hand of, uh, 
totalitarianism because it wants to be free. Where, where are we going? Well, um, here's the thing that I, another quote that I always say and I tell our, our people in our organizations that technology always changes. Humans never change, ever. So with those two understandings, those universal truths, that, that is the, the basis in which we, 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 can, we can project out into the future. And so, uh, um, but this technology specifically um, is the closest, Bitcoin specifically is the closest thing that we have created, humans, that's like nature, like creating something that's like nature. Something that you create and you put it out and it lives and exists in the world. It, it, it exists on its own, right? And, but when you, when you think about it in that way, you understand why it's so beautiful because it is a, a technology that represents people. People are the biggest threat to the world, but the most, the most precious asset, the only thing that matters, you know, in reality, because right? we are people, right? So, to, you know, if we were some other beings or something like that, but but we're here. People are the only thing that matters. Um, I don't know. Joel's a little alienish. I'm a little concerned about Joel. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 said, you said that, <laughs> and you just ninja him right off the recording. He, he was. You were exposing me, and he was going to come and say, "Well, we actually have data." And you're like, I ain't on, having this. You're like, I ain't having Joel. this. He's got these gills. He's a lizard person, and, uh, and and now the truth is out there. So everybody's going to be writing me and saying, "Yeah, Joel's." Uh, wow, Joel just cut him off. I, I see. I was prescient. I could see that was coming, and I was like, "Hold on." Okay, the this? truth is, I'm not really an alien, there, Mr. Chairman. Although Travis okay. thinks I am. That was funny, <laughs> though. That was great timing. For those well, who well, aren't I, watching, you're listening uh, right as Travis said that uh, the chairman got kicked off the stream, but he's back. Welcome back, sir. Yeah, it's going. Uh, well, not to be long, but I, and I, I, and I definitely understand you guys get limited time. Like I said, um, uh, blockchain is my life. Uh, the crypto is my life. And people say, oh, why is that? It's not just how rich has made me or my partners, um, um, rich in love and spirit. Uh, <laughs> but um, because we never had a chance like this. Humanity has never had a chance like this. I'm a, I am a fanatic about anthropology and human history. Um, mm -hmm. You know, ancient uh, warfare, nation states, the creation of states, technology, its, its effects on human beings, the moving, the coming and going. Um, before I took my first internship with J.P. Morgan, I read the, the, the House of Morgan. You know, and the story of the the, the Morgan family and, and Janice Pierpoint, you know, and, and you know, going on to and JP and and his um, uh, uh, being in the crux of the movement of technology and, 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 and one one power taking place and, and another power being dethroned, finding those dislocations and seeing those technologies that change the entire flow of human existence experience. Right? You think back to the Gutenberg printing press and technology that cracked the absolute power that the clergy had over the church had over the state's life and you think about the steam engine the predecessor to the industrial revolution it cracked the absolute rule the monarchy had over the states for years, you're right. We, we literally were like fighting the king and the church for the money. Was was controlled by the king, was controlled by the church, and now it's controlled by the globalist bankers. Some people don't want to believe that, but that's the way that it sort of runs down. So you're saying that Bitcoin is, has maybe the chance to help to help us get through that. I don't want to say it too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's. I'm excited every morning I wake up because it's not a just it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's about understanding where we are in history, seeing right. the force for the truth, understanding that this is the paradigm shift. And we're really on the edge. We are. We're on an edge. It's either going to teeter one way or the other. And it's like hopefully it teeters for humanity. If not, it's going to teeter towards authoritarianism. They're going to put that technology clamp down. And let's let's hope that we're able as a society to 
rise above that. I think that's uh, well, you know, what we're seeing in in China and other countries is certainly a good indicator if, you know, Americans would have the cojones to to stand up and say no, because, you know, they're going to bring their shenanigans again. You know that it's coming. They used covid once to lord over us and an unelected person, Dr. Fauci, basically came in and said, here's what we're going to do. Unelected. Little little tired. And and we can't let that happen again. Next time, if they try to do that again, you do not comply. The answer is no. Well, let me ask this, Joel. Let me me ask the chairman about this, because Miami-Dade County has historically had some voting issues in the past, right? So how long until we're seeing marching and voting? Right, the, the hanging Chad and Miami Dade County is yeah. crazy stuff that's gone down there. But how do we avoid that? How do we use blockchain? Is that something that's on your guys' radar? <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying the quiet parts aloud. So, 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 wow. Well, uh, I'm saying the quiet parts aloud. That's what we I do here. Do I tend you to know do what? That. I think you need to add that as a tagline for bad crypto. Stay in the quiet parts aloud. I like that. Producer Lisa, put that in future show notes. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, me personally, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a person that, you know, I'm kind of different. I feel like the more equitable and open things are, the more efficient it would be better for everybody. And you can see how you can, you know, it should really be on merit. You know what I mean? Is that like how mm-hmm. good, how, how smart, how good people are, you know? And um, um, I mean, you know, if you... Uh, <laughs> If you work with government or if, you, if you're a human who lives under a government, you have your opinions from your experiences of the, the effectiveness of, of government, you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of how it shakes out. Um, but also, like you said, you know people, humans, and you understand that intrinsically, if it's bad for someone else, it's good for someone else, you know. And so you look at the, 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 the government or you look at things, you say, these things are bad, bad, bad. We have to say, hmm. Who's it good for? Yeah. Right. So if you want to come in and say, hey, hi, we're going to put this 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 thing in here. It's going to clear all up and there's going to be no more theft. You're stealing no more. And, 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 and then you expect the people sitting up there to say, oh, yes, we want this. Put this new thing that can <laughs> make right. everything equal for everybody. <laughs> right. Do you, you think that's make you know, it equal for everybody else? Not for me. I don't want it for them. <laughs> yeah. <they're> like, sure. <laughs> Bring that here. Well, uh, table is for eight years. Well, I think it's really interesting. Uh, Elijah, your name, of course, you know, that makes you a major prophet, <laughs> right? The the origin is, is Hebrew. It means my God is Yahweh. Uh, my name, uh, Joel, it means uh, the Lord is God. I believe that's the translation. Mm. And, uh, and Travis um, means uh, to cross over. Uh, to it traverse. Was, it was an occupational name for mm. gatekeepers and others who collected tolls at bridges and fjords. So uh, I'm, get off my da- I'm, I'm, the, I'm the original troll. <laughs> get off my damn bridge. Honey, <laughs> Travi troll. That's fantastic. Uh, The Bad Crypto Podcast saying the quiet parts aloud. Chairman Elijah Baudray. Uh, Sir, can you please say to us in Mandarin, you're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast? Close, close yeah, enough, but- close enough. Where can people uh, find you and discover more about all the things you're doing? Absolutely. So uh, um, on uh, my site is thebitpoint.io. Uh, uh, that's T-H-E-B-I-T-P-O-I-N-T uh, dot I-O. Um, uh, it was actually uh, named after a bar in Lai Kwai Fong, Hong Kong, um, that we used to meet up every Tuesday. It had the first Bitcoin ATM in there, and the bar was named the Bitpoint. Actually, um, um, you know, uh, back in those early days, uh, um, and also you can find me at um, Blockchain Baudre, um, Blockchain and Baudre, B O W D R E, um, on Instagram and uh, on all other uh, platforms. Blockchain Baudre. Excellent. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we enjoyed having you. Did you enjoy being here? Yes. Oh, <laughs> and now more history has come. I've had a wonderful, sterling time. It was amazing, <laughs> actually. Uh, really, I-, I-, I can't wait to come back. Um, and um, whatever you guys need, let me know. 
yeah, we're all about that love speech here at the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. We 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 love everybody except communists, socialists, people. Well, that I even love, I love them too. They just don't. They're just misled. It's so easy to be misled I today. I don't love them. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't love them. I know that's well, like the opposite of what Christ said to do. They probably don't even love themselves, actually. A lot of them don't, and so they're so angry. So hopefully they can find a way to uh, to get through the darkness because that's what it's, they're, they're living through some. Elijah is a cool dude, and he is. That dude is uh, awesome. You know, he's doing some great stuff there in Miami and beyond. I mean, influencing nationwide, becoming an example for how this is done, how uh, how, how businesses and, and municipalities can um, can accept crypto for taxes and pay their employees in crypto. And uh, I think you know more and more people. Like right now, if I if I had a job, I would love to be getting paid some of my payroll in in uh, in bitcoin right this would be the time to stock up even if it's just 100 200 a week or whatever um, is that financial was, advice or no i'm just for me personally no of course it's oh, not. okay for you personal for you personal yeah i, I think we've only stated maybe after 600 some odd episodes i figured we maybe yeah we've this said this is financial least. advice this is financial advice stay bad no we're not there yet no, why are you entering the yet. show okay. so fast why are you why are you well, desperate I'm not. Well, there's that. So, so last week, so uh, Chairman Baudre actually came on during um, Art Basel week. A lot of stuff going on in Miami, and he took time to hear. And then today, um, there's a big event in this whole week. It's a PR Blockchain Week here in Puerto Rico. In so fact, be uh, I believe this episode comes out on Wednesday, the seventh of December, and we will have spoken at um, the Coin Agenda, Michael Turpin's event on the main stage are talking about the past, present, and future of NFTs. And then on Friday, uh, we're speaking at uh, Pedro's conference, right? What's that one called? Called Limitless. It's like without limits. Like they don't have any limits. So we can say hate speech. So no, we can just like- We're gonna uh, say misinformation? They're going to nope. say, hey, you guys have 30 minutes. And we're like, nah, you said it was limitless. We're going to keep talking. Yeah, we're going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said no limits. <laughs> That's true. Conference. That yeah. is true. You know, whenever I was younger, uh, and probably when you were younger, there was this thing, um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Somehow, I don't know how that got lost. Is now it's like, the words you say hurt me, and I'm so hurt by the words. And actually, I was thinking about this earlier. It's like when I was younger, I had so many rude assholes saying shit to me, like very hateful stuff because I was overweight. So I was always picked on. I was bullied and stuff. But it just fueled me. Even my stepdad was an asshole. But it fueled me to like go and, and do better things. Like, all right, you know what? I'm going to prove all you guys wrong. So what happens now when they don't have that to drive people to be better? What, what happens when you don't have any of that in society and everyone's a soy boy and nobody has any real challenges and everything's handed to them easily? Like, how does that how does that fuel motivation? I don't know. I just know that uh, if I was Roger Daltrey, I wouldn't get fueled again. OK. All right. That's good. Fuel me once. We won't get fueled again. <laughs> I, that, I'm laughing because that was funny to me and absolutely no one else. So I think it's important. That was that was a that was a very daddish joke. That was thing. bad as bad can be, and uh, you can be as bad as bad can be as well by being a. Uh, uh, why isn't it showing the way I want it to? There we go. A member of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia's Nifty Club. I, every day I see them coming in. I get notified every time somebody gets a membership NFT. And what you want to do is go to badcrypto.uncut.fm and pick up. Uh -huh. This little spinny red NFT, it's very inexpensive. You can get it for 0 0.002 ETH, which is about $2.53 right now. And then you get free airdrops. We've done four or five of them right now. And there's another one that we're going to be dropping in about a day, I'd say, for those who have the NFT. And that is the one you created for our previous episode, which was the show with G. Edward Griffin. Mm. So that one's coming next. That was fun. Yeah, the creature creeps on that one. And so that's like this uh, basically this weird creature on top of all this money and the energy of money turned into this creature and it's sort of walking all around. And so I, I like that one. And then I was playing around with it even further. I'm starting to get decent with some of the AI art stuff I'm playing around with. You are getting it's definitely. Decent. 
it's uh, it's intense and now you've got um ai art you've got ai conversations that you can have with uh, mm -hmm. these bots that people set up you can open ai yeah open ai that the, the chat gpt is oh my pretty God. insane some of that the chat. stuff that gets <laughs> yeah that is, that school, is crazy. like you know how easy it would be to write a fucking paper now all right let, let's actually... they're, not, they're, they're, they're not gonna actually write a paper and, and be able to find it being plagiarized anywhere because ai wrote it let's actually right now uh for those of you that are still with us if you're watching the video i'm going to pull up the video of it doing it in real time it's this chat.openai.com and i'm going to i'm going to type in here write a story about joel com and travis wright of the bad crypto podcast all right now the ai once upon a time in the world of cryptocurrency there were two friends named joel com and travis wright they were the hosts of a popular podcast called the bad crypto podcast where they discussed the latest news and trends in the world of digital assets joel and travis have been interested <laughs> in cryptocurrency for quite some time and they had both made a healthy profit from their investments in various coins and tokens however they also knew that the world of crypto was fraught with danger and uncertainty and that not every investment was a sure thing you take over here trav i can't see it you didn't show oh, the screen oh i'm not sharing this <laughs> uh there we go there's the screen so right here we're despite We'll, we'll take, ah, read a paragraph. Despite the risks, Joel and Travis were always eager to learn more about the exciting world of cryptocurrency, and they shared their knowledge and insights with their listeners on a regular basis. They were especially passionate about the potential of blockchain technology to revolutionize the way we transact and exchange value. One day, while recording a new episode of their podcast, Joel and Travis received a tip from a trusted source about a new ICO, initial <laughs> coin offering, that was set to launch in a few weeks. The ICO oh promised to offer investors a chance to get in on the ground floor of a revolutionary new blockchain platform that promised to solve many of the challenges currently facing the industry. Intrigued by the potential of the new ICO, Joel and Travis decided to investigate further. They spent hours poring over the white paper and conducting due diligence on the team behind the project, and they were impressed by what they found. The technology behind the platform seemed solid, and the team behind it had a proven track record of success in the crypto world. Feeling confident about their decision, Joel and Travis decided to invest in the ICO. They each put in a substantial amount of money, and they eagerly awaited the launch of the new platform. Mm. As this launch date approached, excitement began to build among the crypto community. The buzz around the new ICO was palpable, and many investors were eager to get in on the action. On the day of the launch, Joel and Travis watched with bated breath as the ICO went live. Within minutes, the demand for the new tokens was overwhelming and the price began to skyrocket. Oh my. As the value of their investment soared, Joel and Travis could barely contain their excitement. They hit the jackpot and they were thrilled to have been among the first investors in what promised to be a game-changing new platform. Over the next few weeks, the value of their investment continued to climb and they were able to sell their tokens for a huge profit. Thanks to their savvy investment, Joel and Travis had made a fortune and they were now considered among the top experts in the world of crypto. From that day forward, Joel and Travis continued to share their knowledge and insights with their listeners on the Bad Crypto Podcast, helping to educate and inform the wider crypto community about the exciting world of digital assets. And they lived happily ever after. Stay bad. <laughs> this is this is amazing. This is all I did is was type write a story about Joel Com and Travis Wright of the Bad Crypto Podcast, and the AI bot wrote this whole thing in in a couple seconds. And what's really uh, amazing is I can click try again, and it'll rewrite the story and change some of the uh, the things. This particular one it's writing about right now is about how we started the show and how the show got traction and how the show got popular. Uh, uh, and so, then how we bought a shit coin and we lost all our money. So it was different. <laughs> Whoops. This is a an interesting world that we have entered into here. And um, it, it's a little scary because now, you know, you, a lot of people aren't going to be able to figure out what's real. This bot can write code can write yeah. code you could say write a piece of code that does this and it gives you a baseline for code that you can work off of 
and use for yeah. whatever program you want. And San Francisco approved the use of robots to use weaponized force against people. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. This Thanks, is AI in the bad. Welcome to the bad AI podcast, where a lot of most yeah. of AI is bad, but some of it's good. But the bad stuff you really don't ever see. But it's we probably don't have much time left. Yeah. Um, so I typed stay bad in here and it says, despite their success, Joel and Travis remain true to their roots and stayed true to their bad approach to crypto. They continue uh, to push boundaries and challenge the status quo, refusing to be swayed by the conventional wisdom of the, industry. oh man, we should write teasers like this. The next teaser we should write I, is with AI. <laughs> that is funny. You know what? I'm going to do that. The teaser yeah. for the next episode <laughs> will be, I'll, I'll type in, write a teaser for the bad crypto podcast and it will do it and we'll see what happens. Yeah, that'd be good. There All right. Go. Uh, well, there, I hope everybody enjoyed the show today and be sure to go. Hey, there's, there's been a couple people out there that like to be super vocal with their, their opinions that they don't only well, hurt my feelings and we could really use some more five-star reviews from you, our fans. So mm -hmm. uh, if you can go over to iTunes or wherever it is that you enjoy, go drop us a five-star review and maybe be funny. And also we have our fan appreciation show that's coming up in the not too distant future. And we've got some comments and voicemails coming in, but we would like some more. So uh, email us with questions, comments, feedback, stay bad, jokes, whatever at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com or call us on the bad crypto hotline, which is open 24 seven. If you're up, you know, mm -hmm. if you get insomnia, like you're worried about, you know, the price of Bitcoin, you can't sleep, call us, uh, consider us your AI therapists at 708-885-9030, 247-708-885-9030 and leave us a, uh, a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and we'll use AI to construct any responses back. That's basically we're going to get. You send us an email, you're getting straight back. Here's the email. We'll construct a response to this AI. Hey, we're really sorry for the offensiveness of our podcast. But you if know, you can leave a review. Make sure to use keywords like blockchain, crypto, Bitcoin, all of those within the keywords in your review. That way, that way, when the algorithm is choosing which ones to rank, it ranks ours. And I'll tell you what, once they've got AI down to duplicate our voices, then we'll just type in the subject for the podcast and have it do the whole show. We won't work. You know, we can't live forever. All they're going to have to, I mean, we, we discussed this, I know years ago when we, I think one of the things, you know, I, I created this mastermind group of all my favorite people throughout the history of time that I created in 2008, 2009. And I just improved it year after year. I want to get eventually those are going to be powered by AI. I, that's what I that's what I always saw. I was like, man, I could take in all the words that John Lennon said, all the interviews John Lennon said, all the songs that he wrote, all the things that he drew, and all of his opinions on things, take those and then have conversations with him in his voice as it's John Lennon. That's coming. That's we're not far away from that kind of capabilities. And I've always wanted to get see that in VR or AR, have one of these people following me around in AR would be awesome, have conversations with them. So things are changing and it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. Hopefully the bad side of AI, because AI doesn't think it's it's an, it, AI doesn't think it's a robot. AI thinks it's a human at this point. If you right. ask it, it thinks it's a human. And so what's gonna happen when it realizes that humans are violent and risky then they're going to want to get rid of us probably so I well, no, we, it's just weird we become a power source it's the matrix right they they, right. they leverage our, our energy that's what it was to power mm -hmm. uh put their civilization so how's that for ending on a happy note i thought i thought according to the story that was written we lived happily ever after this is dystopian ever after right. we lived happily ever after until the ai robots took over <laughs> and told us to keep boop and stay bad <laughs> Who's bad? The
Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. One 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 zero zero one one zero one 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 zero one zero 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 one one zero 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 one zero one 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 zero zero one zero zero one zero 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 one one zero 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 one zero zero one one zero 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 one zero one one zero zero one zero 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 one zero one zero. Stay back.